it just got my attention. And then intuitively, again, I ask, uh, I ask myself, I wonder if there's a consequence to us humans wearing these synthetic sole, rubber sole shoes and being insulated from ground. That night I went to playing with it and I just had the voltmeter laying on my chest. I looked around and I said, wow, there's something going on here because I slept better. Do you want to know what it is? Body, mind, empowerment. Get stronger, faster, smarter, quicker, friendlier, more helpful, more driven. Everything the body needs. Control your mind. Welcome to the Body Mind Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Seamland, and our guest today is Clint Ober. Clint is a leader and innovator of the grounding movement. He's also a CEO of EarthFX, which is a research company about grounding, and he's also featured in a documentary, Earthing. I want to let you know that you can check out the Earthing documentary by heading over to the show notes of this episode at seamland.com forward slash earthing. It's a pretty amazing movie about what is grounding, what are the benefits, and it also covers many of these different stories about people healing themselves from different diseases thanks to grounding. So definitely check it out at seamland.com forward slash earthing. Clint, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. I appreciate it very much to be able to be on your show and share a little information with you about (laughs) this project. Yeah, yeah, me too. And uh, it's definitely like a very interesting topic and something that we get more and more research about how important grounding is actually in in, uh, fighting disease and staying healthy. So uh, you also like I have a very interesting uh, backstory and uh, you know the the story of how did you get into grounding so maybe can you give us uh, about the background background backstory of it okay well that takes a few minutes but I never know where to start but it's kind of it's kind of what people want to hear anyhow I I started out in you know Montana and um, I was raised in a agricultural environment and we had a lot of cattle Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started out, um, you know, learning a little bit about uh, animal husbandry, meaning that uh, when I was very young, I remember my granddad put me on a horse and said, okay, you're a cowboy now. And, mm-hmm. and it's not like Roy Rogers. It's, it's like what you do is you sit out here and ride the pasture and all you do is watch the cows. Make sure that... Um, if one of them has glassy eyes or one of them is bawling or not acting like the others, then take them out of the herd and <clears throat> put them in a holding pen and then uh, ride the pasture out and make sure the weeds are, uh, there's no noxious weeds growing. Make sure the grass isn't too short. Make sure the water's okay. Go upstream, make sure there's not a dead animal upstream. Because if a cow gets sick, there's something in the pasture that's that's behind that so the concept was if you keep the pasture pristine and clean you keep the cows healthy and everything everything works if the cows get sick then you have to call the banker and call the bet toss them the keys and go to town look for a job Mm -hmm. because you will go broke if the cows get sick and so anyhow that's i've always had that kind of a uh, prevention type um, attitude towards everything and throughout my whole life. And, and I grew up also with a lot of Navy native American, uh, um, and they are very close to the earth and very much in tune with the earth. And mm-hmm. they f- feel their, you know, their connection between all living things and that, you know, that we're all one. So that was my upbringing. Um, after that, I spent 30 years in the communication, uh, industry. Uh, television mm-hmm. uh, primarily and uh, uplinks, uh, microwave, cable systems, low power TV, so on and so on. But anyhow, in that industry, uh, you have to ground everything to the earth. You have you have to ground all all of the systems, all of the chassis of all of the amplifiers, receivers, and transmitters. Everything has to be well grounded and. Mm-hmm. The reason is to prevent charge or to prevent noise. Um, it's like in the in the old days before we had cable television, you turn on the TV set and you go through the dial and half of them were snow, half of them had 
the lines running through them, cross mod, various other issues. You know, and you had very poor quality pictures. Mm-hmm. But with the advent of cable and uh, then we were able to clean up the pictures and give, you know, deliver uh, clean data, clean sound, and high quality pictures. And they're, they're interference free. And mm-hmm. so anyhow, in, in there, and the way you do that is the, the cable system or especially the cable system has to be grounded before it enters the home. And the, the purpose of grounding is one, to prevent noise and interference, but the other one is to prevent lightning from um, hitting the cable or somewhere and then traveling down the cable in into the house. So if you have it grounded just prior to going into the house, then lightning always goes to ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, it'll blow up a TV set, start a fire. Mm-hmm. Um, more likely start a fire and so fire is a is a is a is related to grounding prevent fire prevention um it's just like in your home you you have ground system throughout your home and it's not connected to the electrical system directly but if there is an electrical event then via the ground it'll trip the breaker and prevent fire or to prevent electrical an electrical event that could be harmful so anyhow I had a working knowledge of grounding and um, um, when I was probably 49 or so I had um, um, you know a very serious health disorder come along where I had a um, an abscess in my liver and mm-hmm. it, it almost destroyed my entire liver and um, uh, Took the docs, took the doctors a month to even try to figure out what was going on because it looked like it was um, hepatitis or something, something along that line. But but my liver kept shutting down and shutting down, and they couldn't figure it out. So they put me in a CAT scan when I went to an emergency room one day, and they found this abscess in my liver, and they actually uh, stuck it. I think it was a, it was a big needle. I, mm-hmm. I know it was at least a a foot long and actually drained the abscess while I was in the CAT scan. And um, so anyhow, I, you know, I, uh, uh, through that event, I gave the doctor the next morning and they said, you know, we have some good news and some not so good news. The good news was that they figured out what the problem was. And they had asked me if I had been bitten. I said, no. And they asked if I had any dental work. I said, yes. And they and I told them I had a root canal, and they said, mm, "Well, wow. they cultured everything, and it was related to um, some of the bacteria mm-hmm. from the root canal." So, <clears throat> anyhow, um, and then they indicated that I was young enough at the time and healthy enough otherwise to get a new liver, but they didn't think I had time. Right. Um, and so that was kind of a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> and then they sent me home with with IVs <laughs> and. Uh, and a nurse come once a day to clean and change everything and so on. So, <clears throat> but in that process, um, or you know, shortly after that, uh, a young surgeon called and they wanted to do um, some experimental surgery. And I said, I don't have anything to lose. So they went in and they cut out most of my liver hmm. on the major lobe and um, sewed me back up. And it took me about 90 days to be able to get up and really walk very far at all. Uh, and within six months I could walk a mile, mm-hmm. but my energy kept coming up and up and up and the liver grew back to its original size in you know, six to eight months, wow. but it didn't have the resources. You know, it didn't have that energy. It took about a year to get all of my energy back. So anyhow, I survived that. And when I did, I was, you know, I was in the hospital for a little bit. And then I went home, and um, one morning after I had gotten home from all of this, I was just looking around one day, and I just said, you know, I almost died. And had I died, then what would have happened to all this stuff I had collected over the years and raised, you know, four children, five children. And um, so anyhow, I called up. I mean, I just had this epiphany that, that, you know, I 
didn't own this stuff. And if I died, then it's going to disappear. And I've spent all my time and energy collecting it, taking care of it. And that I didn't really own it, that really it owned me. So I made a decision that day to pretty much um, give everything away. I had my kids come and take whatever they wanted. And then I um, uh, packed up about two and a half suitcases, sold everything that I owned. And I got in an RV and I headed headed out. Mm -hmm. And what I, I didn't go back to work after that because I knew that, you know, when you go through a near death experience, mm -hmm. uh, it changes everything in you. You are not the same because you know, you know that one day you're going to die for sure. And you, you question everything you are, who you are, everything you've done. And, and, and it's, it's quite disquieting, meaning that, you know, you look back and say, what would I have done differently? And, so what I had this second chance, I just said to myself, when I die next time, I don't want to, I want to be happy with myself. Hmm. I want to be happy that I did something worthwhile rather than just go build a business and chase money and chase material things. Right. And um, so I took off and with that notion and I, I, I didn't want anything to do with business, but I wanted to do something worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And so I spent about four years actually driving around the United States, to, uh, spending a lot of time in national parks. Mm -hmm. And, and that's kind of my nature anyway. And so one night I was down in Key Largo, Florida on the Bay side. And I just had this feeling that, you know, uh, I needed to go back to work and or do something and to go back west but i had I, I that night i went in into the rv and i wrote on a piece of paper you know to become an opposite charge and i didn't know where it was coming from or what it meant and to me that normally would have meant going out and poking people stirring them up mm -hmm. and getting them excited right. um, charge them up and then the second thing i wrote was status quo is the enemy and i didn't really understand that at the time Mm -hmm. So, but anyhow, then I took off uh, from Key Largo, went up to see one of my daughters in uh, Nashville and one in um, Fort Lauderdale, mm -hmm. and then headed back to California and um, decided when I got there, I didn't want to be there. So I went back to Arizona and then by osmosis, I ended up in Sedona, Arizona one night when it was very, very dark. I woke up the next morning and looked out and I said, I'm not leaving here. This is like living in a national park. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, so I spent about two years there and uh, mostly a lot of nature there. But, and then, then when I had spare time or you know, nothing to do, so I would go and visit the galleries and I would help them with their lighting uh, mm -hmm. because most galleries, they have too much light. You can't see the art burn a hole in it yeah. um, but anyhow I had fun playing with the art for a while but one day I was fixing or playing with my own computer and uh, it kept crashing and this was back in 98 99 mm -hmm. and back then you know we didn't have any ground on any of the computers mm. and any if you had static electricity and you touched the computer then it could you know create a glitch that would freeze up the software and that was quite common. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so anyhow, I fixed the computer so that I could put a piece of tape across my desk, connected it to a wire and connected it to a ground. And I would touch it before I touched my computer. And that worked great. Right. So I went outdoors and I was sitting on a bus or sitting on a bench and, and a big old tour bus come, pulls up and everybody starts walking out of the bus and they were a, you know, a group of Japanese people on a tourist, a tourist from Japan. Mm -hmm. And they were, um, they were a little shorter than normal, but they were wearing these white Nike shoes mm -hmm. and everybody seemed to have the same pair of shoes. And it looked like they had just had a, you know, been to a strip mall or something and had a big sale and everybody bought these shoes. <laughs> and, but anyhow, it just got my attention. And then, Intuitively, again, I ask, uh, I ask myself, I wonder if there's a consequence to us humans wearing these synthetic sole, rubber-soled shoes and being insulated from ground. Right. 
No, not very many people would ask that question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so <clears throat> that night I went home and uh, got a voltmeter and took some a little ground rod, put it in the earth, connected it to the wire. I mean, the wire into into the took it in the home and connected it to the meter, and that way I could measure my body voltage, or you know, the the difference in potential between my body and the earth. And so I walk around, you can see the static spikes going up and down. You can mm -hmm. see EMF charges, the closer you get to an electrical wire, um, it'll increase. And I didn't really know what was going on, but I said to myself, this is kind of not, not normal. Mm -hmm. So I went outdoors, grounded myself, and here I am at zero. So mm -hmm. that night I found that the bedroom had the most static electricity because when you pull your covers up, they create static uh, you have the carpets and the wiring in the walls and all that stuff. So I threw a, um, I went to the, after that I went in to the hardware store and bought some more metal duct tape, mm -hmm. laid it down my bed, connected it to a wire, threw it out the window, laid on it, threw a second wire out the window, connected it to the voltmeter so that I could measure myself and know that I was actually grounded or at earth potential. And mm -hmm. when you're not grounded, your body is an antenna for everything electrical. When you are grounded, then you're at earth potential and the earth prevents that from occurring. So <clears throat> I, uh, that night I went to playing with it and I just had the voltmeter laying on my chest. Mm -hmm. Next morning I woke up, voltmeter was down beside my, down on my side and I looked around and I said, wow, there's something going on here because I slept better. Mm -hmm. And then I, uh, granted, you want me to go on a little bit further? <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's uh, fascinating. <laughs> okay. So then I, um, in living in Sedona, Arizona, there's not a lot of people there that, I mean, a lot of tourists, but they come and go, but I had a couple of friends and I, so I went over and I showed them what I was doing and I said, you need to try this. Mm -hmm. And so I grounded them out and in their beds, and uh, it didn't last too long in the bed because it would keep breaking up, but it worked enough to to experience it. And so one of them, a couple, three days later, he'd come over and he said, do you think there's any chance this could be affecting my arthritis? Hmm. And I says, no, no, I don't think so. I hmm. think it's supposed to just be improve your sleep because it gets rid of all this noise on your body. Right. And... Um, <clears throat> He said, well, there's something going on. And then all of a sudden I recognized that the pain I had in my own body, because, mm -hmm. you know, I was, a, I was a cowboy. I've mm -hmm. had knee, knee problems, ankle, back surgery, mm -hmm. the other surgery. I've had more pain than anybody, anybody could, I thought anybody could have. But anyhow, so my pain started to diminish. And in a few days, pain was pretty much gone in my body. And that was a big deal. Uh, and then, so I started doing research on grounding and pain. First of all, there's no such thing in the literature. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I ended up going down to the University of Arizona in Tucson and asking a few of them down there. And they, you know, they didn't really, there was nothing there to work with. Uh, you would go into the uh, literature and the, you know, the, what's the cause of arthritis? What's the cause of lupus ms can't they and they they all say cause unknown yeah i thought that was quite um quite interesting because you think all the medical science we have all of the universities all of the research that the least they could do is figure out the cause of arthritis yeah. uh, but anyhow <clears throat> this is back in you know 99 Mm -hmm. So, so after, after that, I, I couldn't find anything. So I said, well, I'm going to pack up and go to California. I'll go to UCLA mm -hmm. and ask them. There's got to be somebody there that knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I went there and talked to some people in the sleep clinic. And they looked at me and they said, you expect us to believe. Put a nail in the ground, tie a wire around somebody's toe, and they're going to sleep better. They said, you're nuts. <laughs> you get out of here. <laughs> and, but anyhow, um, I can understand. They didn't understand anything electrical. They're, I mean, all they know is hormones and yeah. 
all these things and and but so anyhow then uh, i knew something was working or going on here so uh, i got a couple of kids from the university to help me do a study and and in order to um you know we designed the study and then i had to make up some little ground planes for people to sleep on sleeping during sleep was the only time we could ground people because they were moving around all the rest of the time we wouldn't be able to get any results yeah so so we made up uh 60 little pads that are one foot by two feet long and they were conductive material and put them under the sheet connected a wire to them and run it to a ground outdoors and but only 30 of them were really active and 30 of them were controls but anyhow in order to get these subjects the doctors wouldn't give me anybody. The rheumatologist gave me a couple of um, ladies with um, MS, Mm -hmm. but they wouldn't give me any normal, I mean, I had no way to get normal subjects. So one day I was sitting in a beauty parlor, or a beauty salon getting my hair done, and I heard a couple of ladies talking about pain and sleep, and I said, this is right up, this is what I need. (laughs) So I went to the owner afterwards, and I said, you know, I'm doing a study, and I need to round up some people that have sleep or pain issues. And um, uh, and I there's, can't pay him anything or don't know, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't won't cost him anything. Mm-hmm. And so, first of all, the ladies just sign me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so then we ended up, out of a couple, three or four beauty salons, we ended up getting 60 subjects. Wow. So the, these were primarily female. Mm-hmm. A couple of, a few males. Um, <clears throat> so anyhow, then we went in. The, there was a nurse that we got involved to help us and so she would pick the people to be grounded and we didn't know I mean nobody else knew who was grounded who wasn't grounded uh, I did because I was doing the measuring mm-hmm. but anyhow so then we went out and started grounding them and <clears throat> one this is the important part of the backstory I guess right now um, <clears throat> so when in in I would always measure the electric fields and, you know, in the home and, you know, with the person sitting on the bed and then have them touch the mat. Then I would see it go to zero because I would know that it was grounded or not grounded. Mm-hmm. But I always, I always had it grounded. I wanted to know the amount of electric field in the, in the home as part of the study. Um, and the subjects, they didn't know one way or the other what they were. Um, so anyhow, we got them all grounded, but during that process, there were two people. They were both in their seventies. One was a male and one was a female. And I went and did the, the male in the morning and I went into his home and it was an Adobe type home, concrete floor, no lamps near his bed, no Mm -hmm. electrical appliances near his bed, not even outlets on that side of the Mm -hmm. wall. Then, uh, so I said to myself, and this was a live pad that I was supposed to give him, so I, I had to do that. And I said, this is unfortunate because uh, he doesn't have any of these E-fields, so he's not going to get any benefit. This is really a waste of time. But I grounded him anyway. And, but he had all kinds of arthritis and cardiovascular issues and, I mean, just looked like terrible you know, mm-hmm. shape. Yeah. And then I, the, in the afternoon, I went over and grounded this lady who was a similar age, had flaring arthritis in both hands. And um, I said, well, we'll get some results here. So, but anyhow, in, in measuring her, I put a patch on one hand connected to the earth because she couldn't put her hand on the pad. And then I put the patch on the other hand connected to a meter out the doors. And so in about five minutes, I was talking to her son who was there kind of while I was doing this. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden she said, well, this one's working, but this one isn't. And I said, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And she said, well, this hand over here, and that was the one that was connected directly to the earth. Mm -hmm. So I said, I said, wow. So I took the patch and disconnected that one and and put it over where the meter was and put the meter over there. And a few minutes later, she says, okay, now it's working. And so what it was doing is reducing the arthritic pain mm-hmm. when I put a patch on her hand and connected it to the earth. That really puzzled me. I didn't know what to make of it. Um, but anyhow, so time went on. And about a month later, six weeks later, when they went out and collected the data from these subjects, I remember going through the papers with the nurse and, 
and here are these two people. They both had the same results. Significant reduction of pain, arthritic pain, completely, you know, uh, uh, improved energy, improved uh, anxiety, irritability, depression, all those kind of things. Um, and, but anyhow, so they had both had this dramatic result, but one of them, you could, had no EMF. The other one had a lot of EMF and went to zero, but they both had the same. So I said to myself, well, EMFs can't be the problem then. There's got to be something else. There's another mechanism here. Uh, and then I went back to the textbook and I started remembering that, you know, earth is negatively charged. Mm -hmm. The earth is negative about 20 millivolts. And the word negative means like in a battery, a fully charged battery, you have a negative side and a positive side. The negative side is where the electrons are stored. The positive side means it's positive. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, it'll steal an electron. Mm -hmm. So when you put a light bulb in the middle, the electrons travel from the negative side through the light bulb to the positive side. It's the positive side pulling the electrons through. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> so I said, okay, then... The earth being negative, um, what we're doing is we're grounding the body and we're holding at earth potential. So at that point, it is negative 20 millivolts on the average. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> I tested everything you could test, magnetic field versus no magnetic field, electric field, electric field, magnetic, all of these things. And I, I ended up with a simple conclusion. It's the earth itself. It's the negative surface charge of the earth mm -hmm. that is creating all of this uh, phenomena that we're seeing in these subjects. Right. And everybody slept better. Everybody had, uh, you know, less pain. Everybody is just life changing for some people. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> so anyhow, then um, um, the question became, <laughs> then what's going on? You know, uh, how do you validate this? But I, I ran into a uh, anesthesiologist down in San Diego. And um, he said, I'm not sure I understand what you're doing. And I'm not sure I believe what you're telling me. But mm -hmm. he said, it's interesting. So let's do an experiment. So we grounded another group of subjects. But here we had an IRB and we had a legitimate study. Mm -hmm. And we measured cortisol. So what we did is we measured saliva cortisol every four hours for 24 hours. And then we grounded them. And then six weeks later, we did another cortisol profile. Mm -hmm. And what we saw was in the first group before grounding, their cortisol looked like spaghetti. It was all over the place. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is the 24-hour period and especially elevated a little bit at midnight and so on, which shouldn't be so. But when we grounded them, they all kind of synchronized into a, to a, re, a real nice smooth band, like cortisol going skyrocketing at 4 a.m. up to about 6 a.m. And, uh, and that, that's what gives you the energy to get out of bed in the morning. The thing that was interesting about that was what was the cueing mechanism that caused that cortisol to go up at 4 a.m. The only thing it could have been, because there was no light or anything, it had to be um, the electric field of the earth, the amplitude of the change in the amplitude of the electric field of the earth, mm -hmm. which changes dynamically as the earth turns and the sun comes up and the sun goes down. Um, <clears throat> so anyhow, uh, we, end, we did the study and we ended up with these results, he said, okay, there's something here. And uh, it's affecting cortisol. It's affecting the fight or flight system. It's calming the flight or flight system. And it's normalizing cortisol, the cortisol secretion profiles. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> then we ended up going on to, um, you know, doing 20, you know, a total of 24, 20, 24 peer-reviewed published studies now. But... <clears throat> Shortly after that cortisol study, we and we also measured heart rate variability. Mm -hmm. We couldn't find a doctor, anybody. We couldn't find anybody in, in the year 2000 to talk about that could understand heart rate variability. <laughs> and, and in fact, inflammation was not even in the language until 2004. Right. Heart rate variability didn't come along until later. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but we measured heart rate variability. We had a variability and we had all these changes. We couldn't figure it out. So... Um, Dr. Uh, Golly, who was in charge of this study, uh, he said, let's go, there's a health conference or a 
convention over here with a bunch of cardiologists. And Stephen Sinatra was there. He said, let's go talk to uh, Dr. Sinatra because he's a cardiologist. He'll understand electrical. <laughs> and so we did. And we had a great, great time with uh, Dr. Sinatra. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting is when we told him what we were doing, he said, Clint, he said, if you're affecting pain, he says, you need to research inflammation because pain is a byproduct of inflammation. You mm-hmm. can't have pain unless there's some inflammation. I mean, chronic pain, chronic inflammation. And so at that time, I didn't really understand what he was telling me because inflammation to me was somebody, you know, you sprain an ankle and it gets all ballooned up <laughs> and <clears throat> red and hurts and a lot of pain <laughs> yeah. and the swelling. And <clears throat> so then one day I was reading a paper and I started, I came across, you know, how the immune system works and, you know, the white blood cells. Mm-hmm. So, and the neutrophil was the one that interested me the most. So if you have a cut or an injury or a pathogen, the white blood cell will, I mean, the immune system will send a white blood cell over and it will encapsulate the damaged cell or the pathogen. And then it releases what they call reactive oxygen species, which are radicals. Mm-hmm. And, and radical meaning they can rip an electron, steal an electron. So these electrons, I mean, these radicals rip the electrons from the pathogen or the damaged cell and destroy it. That's how the immune system works. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so I found that kind of interesting, but the word reactive is what I said, aha, this is electrical because it's ripping electrons. You're mm-hmm. stealing electrons. Anything that has an electron to me is an electrical. So I looked at it from an electrical point of view. So then <clears throat> as time went on, um, there are several studies that were of importance, you know, and I don't know if we want to discuss them all, <laughs> but um, the main one was that when we grounded the body, you know, the pain would stop. So then we recognized that these neutrophils, if you do not, if there's not enough redox potential or enough free electrons in the body, reduce the excess or any leftover radicals mm-hmm. after the damaged cell is destroyed, they will, within a few nanoseconds, they're going to riff an electron from whatever the closest thing in the environment that has an electron. And that's the, you know, another cell. And so the neutrophils are the collateral damage from the oxidative burst is, oxy, you know, creating further, uh, oxidation of healthy cells and thereby the fire, you know, the chronic inflammation, the word inflame meaning the body is inflamed, the body's on fire. It's actually oxidized, being oxidized by radicals, Mm -hmm. uh, just like a oxygen and a fire burning a log. And so all of a sudden I started to put this together. And then I realized that if the earth is negative and you touch the earth, then your body goes negative 20 millivolts. You cannot have charge in a grounded body because that's why we ground everything electrical to the earth mm-hmm. to prevent charge, to prevent fire, and to prevent inflammation. And right. uh, so I worked up this hypothesis that, you know, just a simple cowboy logic from in the electrical world, you know, that's the reason we ground everything. So the mm-hmm. human body is the most electrical thing in the environment. So if you ground it, it's no different than a, an amplifier. Yeah. So, so that was our working hypothesis. And so then we knew that anytime we would ground a person, the pain would diminish. Didn't matter what kind of pain. I mean, it literally doesn't matter what kind of pain. You can just have surgery. You can have dental surgery, whatever. Put a patch on it afterwards. And within five minutes, that pain is gone. I mean, that oxidative pain, you know, that hot burning pain, the Vicodin pain. Right. Now the, you have that subtle pain, which is an injury that says, leave me alone. Let me heal. <laughs> but you don't have that you don't have that hot burning pain when you're grounded and animals don't either it's you know um so um where do i go from there um so anyhow uh, let's make, let's take a recap <laughs> as well okay it's been great it's, it's a fascinating story and it's very like uh in-depth so to say and yeah like basically you know the grounding itself is just connecting your body with the earth Yes. And that's going to modulate 
the body's own electrical field because your body has an electrical or a magnetic field and the the planet also has a magnetic field and uh, if you're grounded then you're kind of more attuned with the magnetic field of the earth if, if that's yeah. right that's you have the you have two things one when you ground the body uh, the free electrons on the earth are going to come into your body migrate into your body and equalize so that the electrical charge on your body and the earth are identical mm -hmm. then the resonant frequencies of the earth you know uh, like a lot of people refer to the Schumann resonances yeah. and they go from two to 41 Hertz, depending on time of day and so on. Um, <clears throat> but all of these things, it's like that cortisol going up at four in the morning. The, when you ground somebody to the earth with a, with a grounding mat or a pad, then <clears throat> those frequencies migrate up the pad. And so when you lay on it, your body's going to start resonating with the earth. Mm -hmm. So, so that, uh, but you know all of these frequencies on the earth for the animals and uh, that live on the earth and they have all these circadian rhythms and circadian and we do too except yeah. we disconnected from the earth but wow. yeah all of these rhythms of the earth they I think they they have a lot to do with our nightly hormone cascades our yeah. sleep cycles uh, our energetic cycles and and so on but yeah there's two components one is the uh, the electrical energetics of the rhythms, the mm -hmm. rhythms of the earth, and then the uh, just the migration of the, the free electrons are what reduce inflammation. The resonant frequencies of the earth are what stabilize circadian cortisol rhythms, and I believe many other rhythms in the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, you're so right in a sense that the like the circadian rhythms, your body's biological diurnal rhythms, they're also like connected to the uh, magnetic frequencies of the earth like the human resonance and including yes. like including like the light cycles and so on so it's, yeah it's 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 definitely like a huge effect on the sleep and right. uh, just uh, the overall uh, you know fluctuations in different hormones and so on so uh, what what's in addition to like sleep and inflammation like what are some other uh, you know possible or proven uh, you know uh, interventions where the grounding can be useful what kind of diseases and sort of thing well the the main thing the number one thing that it does is reduces inflammation mm -hmm. but in our studies what you you know you, when you do a study you also have all all of the anecdotal questions like anxiety irritability depression and so on and so on and energetic you know fatigue energy and so what we found is it's kind of like inflammation is once you have inflammation in your body, then everything in your body kind of goes off kilter. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you don't dissipate the inflammation, uh, then it's going to remain in the body and it's going to create anxiety. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and, and then eventually some irritability, but then this creates an emotional response where you have, um, where it elevates cortisol. Uh, and the cortisol creates more anxiety, irritability, and then ultimately inflammation. So you have this vicious cycle. And <clears throat> the longer you stay in this cycle, it's like, um, you know, it's like uh, if you, health is the body's most natural state. Mm -hmm. And if there's anything wrong in the body, and something's interfering with your immune system ability to maintain health. Mm -hmm. And so when the body becomes, when your health becomes compromised, you know, based on people's genetics and their lifestyle, their environment, you know, different health disorders, like Ritker and, and the boys back in Boston, Mass. And Tool 4, they came out and said, you don't have cancer, you don't have all these health disorders. What you have is chronic inflammation. Mm -hmm. And it manifests differently in different people based on their genetics and their living lifestyle and their environments. And that we find that to be so true because we can take people and um, ground them and we'll put the fire out and that will normalize the blood viscosity, the thickness of the blood. It normalizes the vagal tone. And we know this because we did a study on 28 preemies mm -hmm. uh, where there's no, uh, placebo effect and um, 
and, and we know that how you feel, how you think, how you respond, if you don't, if you have pain in your body, mm -hmm. or if you have anxiety or irritability, then it, you know, it, anger, all of these uh, things that show up. Mm -hmm. So, but people actually change when they get grounded to the earth. It's like, it's like, you know, you, you know, with children, you want to ground them. The word ground means to return to normal. Mm -hmm. in electrical so but you when you go outdoors stand outdoors if you're mad and you're upset about something go outdoors stand on the earth you're not going to be mad very long mm -hmm. uh, you change I don't, I don't know what it is but but anyhow I, I, I kind of tell sometimes uh, you know to answer your question lupus uh, MS that's where I have worked a lot uh, over the years um, we see a lot of benefits with autism. We see a lot of benefits with every health disorder. Parkinson put a patch on their hand. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's too simple. Right, right. Um, so, but anyhow. Uh, what, are, what are some of the uh, different ways to ground or keep yourself grounded that people can do? Okay, well, the, 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 in doing this work and talking to, you know, um, California Health Services, NIH, and some of those people along the way, they said, you know, before you take this out to the people, you have to have a no-cost solution and a low-cost solution. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, this is perfect because all you <laughs> got to do is go outdoors, take your shoes off. Yeah. That's that's the low-cost, no-cost. And <clears throat> if you don't have grass, then you have concrete. So moisten the concrete down a little bit on your back porch and sit there for a half hour. Mm. Uh, it'll change. It's life changing. Wow. Uh, going outdoors um, and putting your feet on the grass, just sitting on a chair and putting your feet on the grass is fine or sit on the grass, put your hands and feet on the grass. You know, it's like up at um, <clears throat> um, Richard quick uh, who had the uh, swim team up at Stanford. Um, he would have them, you know, get out, you know, and I think they also do it with the running folks and everything. They have them run for, you know, 15 minutes around the track barefoot. Mm -hmm. Then they put their tennis shoes on and do their normal workouts or their practice runs. And then afterwards, they have them take the shoes off and run another 15 minutes barefoot. One is to warm the body up, charge the body up with electrons. And the latter one because you create so much inflammation in your body when you exercise that was you know to ground out that inflammation and prevent doms or delayed onset muscle soreness and so on mm -hmm. um so yeah we've done a lot of work with doms and um yeah right so take me from here <laughs> right, right how do you ground yourself when you're indoors like in a house and you know disconnected from the earth Okay, what we did over the years, and we've been doing this for 20 years. This is the 20th year. Mm -hmm. And we just released the film yesterday because it's our 20th anniversary. <laughs> nice. I can't believe it. It took us this long to tell, tell the world about taking yeah. your shoes off and getting well for free. It was know? a great film, yeah. And uh, we'll put all the links in the show notes for people to check it out as well. Yeah. But the, um, when we were doing our research, we had to have ground planes. And the simplest thing is an electrode patch. You can put it anywhere on the body, on the hands or bottom of the hands, bottom of the feet, connected to the, an electrical ground or a ground rod if you don't have an electrical ground. And, and it'll ground your body. And um, that's we, a lot of athletes, a lot of people who have acute injuries, a Tour de France, people like that, they, they use these like crazy mm -hmm. because it's something that just works. Uh, so that was one of the first things we ever created. But anyhow, people wanted patches and wires. So we ended up providing patches and wires. Mm -hmm. uh, we call them patch kits now. And then when I, we did that one study, one of the first studies on the, uh, in Ventura, we had the one foot by two foot. We took a conductive material and bonded it to a felt pad, connected it to a ground wire, threw it out the window grounded to the earth or grounded to the electrical ground. And afterwards, all of the subjects wanted their pads and the ones who were the placebo, they didn't really know what it was. Mm -hmm. But anyhow, so everybody, the researchers and the relatives of the people, everybody started wanting these pads. So we'd make up a few here and there and, and every time we had some excess material and we would sell them. And um, most of the, we gave them away. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I've given away a million products, I think. But anyhow, the um, the uh, then we wanted to, we knew that the best time to ground people was during sleep. So we wanted to make bigger ground planes. So we made mats that were larger, the size of the body that you could put under your sheet on the mattress, lay on it and go to sleep. And the beauty of that product for the subjects, for the studies and everything, uh, there was no compliance. All you had to do is lay down and go to bed. Mm-hmm. As long as you slept in the same bed every night, we had good results. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, but again, those were byproducts and this is an accidental business, but we have three main products that I recommend to people. One is the patch kit. If you are, if you have, um, an acute situation mm-hmm. and you just wear the patches until you get well. And then you, you got to, you have to reduce the inflammation in order because what's happening with, with the inflammation, you have to reduce it before the body can recover because the, the immune system is compromised because it's fighting the fire that it's creating yeah. every time it's just a feedback loop. And so the immune system becomes very exhausted and very compromised. Mm-hmm. The adrenals become super compromised. And, and so you, if you put the fire out and stop, it's like somebody has MS. I, I mean, the diversion here for a minute, but if somebody has MS, it's uh, neutrophils eating up the myelin sheath or, you know, on the nerve. Mm-hmm. And so the minute you ground them with a patch that stops and then, you know, they still have pain because there's a lot of damage there, but they don't have that ongoing, uh, mm-hmm. uh, come, you know, eating up the myelin sheath. So, so then I can say, you don't have MS, you have MS damage. If you stay grounded the rest of your life, that will go away and your body will recover because the body is self-healing. Right. And, uh, and um, so, but if you don't put that fire out, uh, there's nothing you can do. I mean, it's, that's why... Yeah, there's just nothing you can do. Yeah, so, like, but if, if you're sick, then it's very hard to get better because your body doesn't have like the resources to get better. Right. right. But once you put the inflammation out, then the immune system can rebuild itself and restore itself, and then it can go back to work doing the things that it's supposed to do. Hmm. You know, like respiration, and I mean, all of the cells in the body that have to be removed daily, and I mean, just endless amounts of activity that the immune system is involved with. I mean, we are, it is our immune system that allows us to be here. And it's the most important thing hmm. in, in our, in our being. So, right. <clears throat> but anyhow, um, the word I, I, I sidetracked myself. I'm sorry. Lead, take, give me a lead again. <laughs> well, uh, we were talking about the sleep and uh, the, the groaning pads, I think. Yes. Okay, so the so we we have the patches, then we have the uh, what they call a universal mat, which is like fourteen inches by thirty nine inches, mm-hmm. um, and I, I it's 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 under a hundred dollars. And but anyhow, it has a wire that comes with it, an outlet checker. Uh, they usually have a book and stuff with it. But anyhow, um, and then the sleep mat is. Um, uh, just a, it's, these are made with a carbon, they're carbon based materials mm-hmm. and you just put it under your sheet, put it on, on top of your mattress, put it under the sheet, throw the sheet over it, lay down, go to sleep. And it's really the best product because you don't have to do anything except lay down. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyhow, those three products, they do have, um, you know, like a throw blankets and things like that. The women like those kind of things. And, um, uh, they sell quite a few of those for in the winter. They can wrap themselves in it when they're watching TV, sitting on the couch and stuff, or laying down. Um, but I think those are the only real products um, that that are available at this time. Uh, down the road, I think you're going to have grounded blankets, grounded mattresses, grounded shoes, grounded carpets. Right. Grounded carpets already exist, but they're a little uh, in the commercial environment, clean rooms. Mm-hmm. And so on. Grounded shoes exist in the ESG industry, the electronics industry, um, dynamite, gasoline. Those people all have to be grounded, so they wear grounded shoes. Mm-hmm. Now, grounded shoes for the public—that's going to come. I think it'll come quick. But it's like Nike told me one day. Their attorney said, "Well, when people come into our stores and want them, we will we will make them for them." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, yeah, Salazar and a bunch of them were 
cleaning to get grounding material. Yeah. But anyhow, it's another story. So <clears throat> those are the products and those are the um, simplest ways to get grounded. You know, outdoors is anytime yeah. you can go outdoors, take your shoes off, put your feet on the earth. It's life changing. <laughs> yeah. If you, if your body, if you exercise and you work out, you have, I, I have to tell this little story. I don't know how our time is going here, but I'll tell you this one little story. Uh, when I was a kid in Montana, one year, one year I remember that there was just a, a infestation of jackrabbits. I mean, at night when you're coming home <laughs> and the lights would shine out over the pasture, you could see it would look like water because there, mm -hmm. it was reflecting off the eyes and there were so many rabbits. <laughs> wow. and, and that year it was fun because the coyotes, there was a lot of coyotes because there was a lot of rabbits <laughs> mm -hmm. and there was a lot of grass. And that's what allowed for, the, for this all to happen. So anyhow, <clears throat> it's fun to watch the coyote and the rabbits. The rabbit is sitting there eating grass like no tomorrow. He's, that's all he does is eat grass. Um, and he's sitting there, and then coyotes over here, he eats rabbits. So the coyote's sitting here off in the, in the area, and he can evidently the rabbit can sense the coyote sneaking up. So when he gets close enough, the ears perk up on the rabbit, and you can see the heightened state of alert. And then the coyote, he's over here, and he springs. And so the rabbit also springs, <laughs> and the rabbit will take off and start running zigzag back and forth across the pasture. The coyote runs more in a straight line, um, <clears throat> but 90% of the time, almost probably 99% of the time, the coyote runs out of energy and he drops. And the rabbit, he'll run just a little bit further, not very far, just enough that he can keep the eye, keep an eye on the rabbit. Mm -hmm. I mean, on the coyote, and he'll sit there and he'll be, you can see the quiver. And then all of a sudden, he'll have this one great big shake, and then he'll go back to eating grass like nothing ever happened. Mm -hmm. And now I know from, you know, Packer's work and a few other people in, in the animal world that these animals are grounding out. I mean, they're grounding out the stress, wow. the cortisol rush. And so, so <clears throat> what happens is, yeah, it's like it's like when you ride a horse. You got to walk them out. You got to get the inflammation out of them. Otherwise, yeah. put them in the barn. They'll and they'll be so stoked up that they can't walk. They can't move. Okay, so so with the um, in our daily lives, you know, if you exercise, you're out there creating a lot of uh, inflammation in your body, mm -hmm. and you're working out or whatever. Um, so if you afterwards, you've got to ground it out. You've yeah. got to get grounded for 15 to 20 minutes afterwards to get yourself back at earth potential. And then that will reduce any of the radicals. I mean, the excess radicals yeah. that are in the body. And we did the DOM study up at the University of Oregon, which the people who had, when we did that study, you know, you tried to burn the calves through various processes. So that three days, they shouldn't be able to walk. Mm -hmm. uh, because of delayed onset muscle soreness. And so and then we had half grounded, half not grounded. The, the ones who were not grounded, they, had, they didn't manifest the inflammatory components. They right. had mild inflammation, but they, the others couldn't walk for three days. <laughs> and so, but that's what's happening. You know, think of the horse, you know, it's the same thing. Um, so it's very important that we ground out this. But here's what's going on today in, in everybody's life. <clears throat> the phone, you get a message on the phone. That's a, that's a cortisol spike. Hmm. Uh, you go to the mailbox, you open a bill and here's a bill. That's a cortisol spike. Um, traffic is, a, is elevates cortisol at work order. I mean, you're in a, a chronically elevated cortisol yeah. uh, and when you're working, whatever. So our bodies are in a chronic fight or flight. These, you have a hundred coyotes chasing us. Yeah. And, and, and it's taking its toll, and especially on women. I mean, women are much more sensitive than guys, and they respond more to these uh, environmental uh, things than, than, than guys do most of the time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because of children and so on. But, but anyhow, so <clears throat> uh, grounding is you, you, no matter who you are, you have to get this inflammation out of your body because if you go to bed 
with this inflammation in your body, then you're going to get up in the morning, you're going to be stiff and sore, and yeah. eventually it's going to do enough damage that it's going to manifest health disorder in some other way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's so, like uh, your body has like these, you know, repair mechanisms and antioxidant uh, systems, mm-hmm. but they don't really get activated or they don't get really processed if you are in this sympathetic state of high cortisol yes. and stressed out. So that's why it's yeah. very important to actually. Uh, have times for like parasympathetic activity and recovery but most crucially like the most of these processes uh, happen in the sleep and if you're sleeping ungrounded then you're uh, really lowering the total amount of recovery you can experience and if someone wants wants to like test it on first hand on their own experience then i think yeah like everyone probably knows or have felt that sleeping outdoors in a tent or like in the middle of a forest they have like the best night's sleep ever <laughs> because they're yep. completely grounded and they feel uh like recovered for 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 once so that's like that's how i especially like how grounding works as well yeah that's true that's that's the best grounding there is go out and sleep in the dirt <laughs> that's right um uh, so we talked about sleep and we talked about uh, athletic performance and we talked about all these uh, patches and rods. Uh, what about the shoes? Like, uh, what kind of shoes people can uh, wear nowadays? Because you you see these very weird uh, minimal shoes already. So, do they help yeah. the people on the ground? No, I mean they may help with uh, some of the biomechanics of the foot, right? Uh, but but they're not going to reduce inflammation. Um, <clears throat> The, the only people that have, I think, I really believe that Vibrant uh, is, we went to them a couple of years ago and they wouldn't have, they didn't want anything to do with grounding because not enough people knew about it. Right. But now that we've built an awareness, I think that they're going to come out with a grounded shoe here before too long. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but in the meantime, the only thing you can do is go to an anti-static shoe. You can Google anti-static shoes mm-hmm. and... <clears throat> And Reebok has probably some of the best. Okay. And but if you're, I mean, most of them have steel toes, and they're kind of an athletic shoe. And they have some that are kind of could work for a um, hiking shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, but they have some that are soft toes. So mm-hmm. if you, if anybody is interested and wants, they work. They work great. But if you do decide you want one, go to Reebok and then uh, go into their electrically conductive or anti-static shoes and then look for the ones that have a soft toe. Okay. And that, that, mean, that means they're like a regular athletic shoe. They don't have the uh, steel in them. Mm-hmm. And they're lighter, much lighter. So, <clears throat> but that's really, there's, you can Google and there's a lot of stuff out there, but it's not really... Uh, as effective as it needs to be. A lot of people are doing do-it-yourself type stuff. And, but I'm trying to, hoping, I mean, the most important thing that can be done in the world today and, and it's, is to ground the shoes. And it only takes maybe 10 cents worth of carbon to put them in, this, to put them in the, uh, the, the poly materials that make up mm-hmm. the soles. And, and, and to ground our children. The older people, it don't matter. They're going to go to their grave and get grounded soon enough. Mm-hmm. But the children, we've got to stop this nonsense with the children, the, yeah. the, you know, the, the exponential growth of you know, autism, diabetes, all of these things. These are all inflammation-related health disorders. Yeah. And you, if you can ground these children, uh, you're gonna, it's life-changing. It is absolutely life-changing. Yeah. But you either get them barefoot or they can't go barefoot because of insurance and all that kind of stuff in schools and public areas. But we've got to ground these shoes for the kids. That's the most important thing to do. Then after that is to ground the floors and, uh, in the schools, classrooms, and start with that generation. Because the older generation, they, you know, they're really challenged with this. Yeah. You know, how could I have lived my whole life and nobody told me about this? I didn't know this. It can't possibly be true. Somebody would have told me about it. I said, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know myself. And I'm such a slow learner. It took me 20 years to get it out here. Right, right. Well, you know, I don't know who's to blame because like most people, uh, since the use of this technology and uh, since the use of more uh, disconnecting from ourselves from the earth like no one figured it out so to say so it took a long time for someone to really uh, make come up with this uh, idea yeah yeah uh, 
so yeah um one last a few of these last questions i wanted to talk about was uh uh, you also have like a book and uh, the documentary like maybe can you talk about where can people find it? Yeah, the book um, Is um, I think with any order they send one out uh, if anybody buys anything, but the book earthing And we call it earthing the most important health discovery ever and the reason because it's the most important health discovery ever because it's free and it's powerful right. yeah. <laughs> but um, but you can get the book on um, any at any bookstore mm -hmm. uh, online at uh, anywhere from Amazon or whoever you buy books from online uh, <clears throat> so it's readily available I think there's a digital version or a couple of digital versions um, then um, the um, the movie uh, the movie was just released yesterday on YouTube and Vimeo mm. and it's called it's called the earthing movie and it's a <clears throat> it's a it covers the 20 years of research and they're um, not not heavy on the historical stuff but uh, some pretty powerful people in there some very uh, it's a very it's very authentic and it has a, a, high, a group of high-caliber people. You know, they're providing a body of evidence. I mean, it's everything from the researchers to some of the subjects and, and telling their story of mm -hmm. the impact that grounding has had on them. Yeah. Everything from athletes to uh, people with lupus and MS. And, um, <clears throat> and then we have Richard Koch, who is, uh, was a 30-year veteran of the FDA. Um, talk about his mom and and what he his impression of grounding and uh, saying it's the most important thing he's seen come to market in his 30-year career in public health um, so I mean it, but it's a powerful story and everybody that watches it I guarantee they will benefit one way or another if they don't yeah. do I would say I would say I would say 100% of the people that watch that movie if they don't do anything else, they're going to go outdoors and they're going to stand barefoot on the earth. And if we can get them that far, we've, we've made a lot of progress. Um, the other thing that I want to touch on in the movie, there's one lady in there that she lost about 50 pounds. Yeah. And, you know, I find that challenging to believe because I've been trying myself and I've been grounded forever. But anyhow, it's a, what it is, I think she had other issues, I think, to start with in that, uh, um, when you are when your body is full of anxiety irritability it's going to lead to depression and and that's going to lead to mismanagement of consumption of food mm. and that's going to create you know some of the weight problems because that's a comfort and i think that once she got grounded then it, what it did is it quieted i mean it reduced the inflammation quieted the nervous system quieted the sympathetic nervous system the parasympathetic started to come up then all of a sudden her energy came up and she was able to get back to life mm -hmm. you know back to doing her normal things and so over a period of you know, i think it was you know six months a year whatever it was that she lost like 50 pounds yeah. and, and then we have other people with the same issues i mean that report uh, good weight loss and and again it's not something that i would go tell anybody you're going to lose weight <laughs> But you are going to put out the fire. You are going to feel better. You're going to. You are going to have more energy, and and your metabolism is going to shift. And and if you put a little bit of motivation, get up and go out and walk, and start doing some simple things, you're going to see some dramatic changes. Yeah, it's 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 literally like you're grounding yourself back to like your center and uh, being more, uh, you know, op operating from a point of more of like rational self and being like just. Right. <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I do ketos you know at least six days a week <laughs> and and um, you know I, it's a challenge for me to keep my weight where I want it yeah. I'm, 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 see, I'm I'm 75 years old and I'm at 175 but I I can go to 180 real quick <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's it's the age is uh, definitely a factor yes yeah so it's been great talking with you and uh, we could definitely do another podcast on this this topic and go more in depth uh, is there anything yeah. that you want to add before i ask my last question 
Well, it's, it's just that it's something different uh, that people are, I mean, that people can try. Um, I mean, there are so many things out there, so many claims, so many, so much nonsense out there. But this is real and it's simple. And it's really, if, it, if, if it's more about our children and our younger people, Mm-hmm. We have to get them grounded because today all of the elderly folks are sick. The people who are 35 to 55, they're all suffering all kinds of health disorders related to inflammation-related health disorders. They're taking care of their mom. They're taking care of the kids, and the kids are getting sick. It's crazy. We have to stop it. Um, and 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 the the, the 35 to 55-year-old female or ladies, they are the ones who are picking up the torch and running with this um, and helping their daughters and their children and so on. But it's really, this is a mission and it's about education. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unless you experience it, you're not going to believe it and I wouldn't expect you to believe it. I didn't believe it. It took me years to believe it. (laughs) And, but here I am and it's, it's real and it's life changing. Mm -hmm. And at 75, I can walk five miles. I cannot walk anybody (laughs) and I have no pain. That's great. And I have good energy, and I and I'm I'm healthy. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, my uh, my last question is: uh, What's this one piece of advice or habit you wish you had adopted sooner? Say that again. What's this one piece of advice or a habit you wish you had adopted sooner? Well, I, I wish I would have. Um, uh, known about this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, about uh, at least 65, 70 years ago because there was 50 years of my life that was pretty painful. Right. Yeah. A lot of pain, a lot of stress, a lot of health disorder. I think yeah. almost all of the health disorder I've ever had it wouldn't have happened had I known this or at least integrated this into my life to some degree it would have significantly improved the quality of life that I had up until I was 50. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I, I, I myself have noticed also like a small, small difference in terms of like the just yeah, inflammation and uh, recovery rates if you are grounded and if you're like closer to ground and uh, nature. So, yep. yeah. uh, well, thanks for coming to the show and uh, thank you for your work in the sense of uh, opening people's eyes about uh, the importance of this and uh, yeah we're going to leave all the links to the documentary and uh, the uh, the products themselves in the show notes okay so cool people can check it out yeah well if you have any questions or anything get back to me and and otherwise anytime you want to talk about it let me know that's what yeah. i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good uh, well yeah thanks for coming to the show and uh, we'll do it another time soon okay i appreciate it sam really good to meet you Alright, that's it for this episode. I want to remind you again, if you want to check out the movie Earthing, then head over to the show notes at seamlon.com forward slash earthing. It would be also great if you leave us a review on iTunes and the other social media platforms. But other than that, my name is Seam. Stay tuned for the next episode. Stay empowered.